The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We all have those thoughts that will not die. Along with many other thought distractions, these can keep us from thinking clearly and focusing on what we desire and who we can be. This is Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. What if you could learn to command the power of thought and make the laws of the universe work in your favor? It can be done, and it just takes some adjustments to become a thought genius. Now, here is your host, Dr. Jeffrey L. Fannin. Welcome to Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. And uh, my special guest today is uh, Melissa Waterman. Now, Melissa is a very experienced practitioner focusing on spiritual awakening. Uh, She has a lot of expertise and wisdom and has developed uh, over 20 years as being a psychotherapist and uh, engaging as a Reiki master and teacher. Uh, Her current focus is on uh, energy work, uh, belief system coaching, and exploring the uh, field of human energy. Um, she also works with the gas discharge visualization, commonly called GDV, um, and being able to use that to measure uh, some of the energy in a person's body. Uh, she's one of two people in the United States who have been certified through uh, GDV Source and KTI, uh, the parent corporation in Russia. Uh, she is also certified uh, in One Light Healing Touch as a practitioner and uses a variety of energetic and uh, vibrational techniques as she mentors people in their capacity to deepen their spiritual connection. So uh, Melissa also works uh, very extensively with the GDV uh, to help see areas of uh, a person and how well the energy is functioning in their body. We're going to talk a lot about that today. The electrophotonic imaging measures strength of organ systems as well as stress in the body and producing some digital photography. This is a very highly sensitive Curlian camera that's used for measuring both physical, emotional, and a spiritual state, which, which is really kind of astonishing to be able to do that in this day and age. With the, uh, in, uh, with that information, uh, she's able to uh, help people understand how to influence their health directly and effectively. So Melissa has traveled to several continents uh, using the GDV camera and documenting uh, the meditation in the human biofield. Uh, she's also a, a, an expert in using the Sputnik, uh, which is really quite a unique device, an antenna that uh, measures and captures uh, energy in the field and being able to measure like energy in a room. We'll talk a lot about that today. Uh, this research really demonstrates the validity and, and positive beneficial af- uh, effects 
that uh, we all experience and how uh, this kind of technology can be used. Melissa, welcome to the show. You are such a wonderful thing to have you on today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm really thrilled to be here. I'm so happy you invited me. Thank you very much. Yeah, so maybe we could start off and talk about um, how how did you come to uh, get hooked up with the GDV and spiritual work? And it's it's not the typical thing that a psychotherapist would do. Well, I think that my personal journey really has an awful lot to do with how I came to use the GDV camera. Um, I've been, you know, exploring spirituality and uh, really it's been kind of my love. As a psychotherapist, I lots and lots of folks would come in and, you know, just really want answers to their problems and not have much of a spiritual focus. But I always, you know, was really drawn to the people that really wanted to utilize spirituality as part of their healing process. And I think I was on the internet, probably on YouTube, and I was watching different videos and learning about different um, technologies. And I came across this this man. I watched this video. I still haven't been able to refine this video. But it was Dr. Uh, Konstantin Karakov, who happens to be the inventor of the GDV camera that I use. And... Um, and he was showing the GDV camera, and he was showing how he could see what was going on with the person, how strong their energy was, where their stress was affecting their physical body. And I thought it was absolutely amazing. I, I remember watching the video and just thinking, this is just, this is just the most important technology I've seen in a long time because it, in some way it was proving something that, is unseen, right? It was showing something that we've all, uh, people who work with energy all the time talk about, but we don't, we don't have anything to nail it down with scientifically. So, I don't know, a month or so, maybe six weeks pass. And I am a participant at uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's, uh, one of his advanced events. And he happens to have Dr. Krakow measuring people's energy, both before and after his event with the GDV camera and I'm sitting in the row not really you know like I didn't fully take in what the name of the camera was or what Dr. Krakow's name was I just knew it was really interesting to me and as I'm waiting in the line to have my fingers read um, there he was and I look over and I'm like oh my gosh that's a guy from the movie (laughs) how awesome is that and so I got my first uh, GDV reading in 2013 and uh, by Dr. Krakow, which was quite an honor. Um, more of an honor as I learned about the camera and actually got my own than it was in that moment. <laughs> so um, he's a fairly famous person in Russia, and uh, he has tremendous knowledge on on electrophotonics. And yeah, he's, talk- he's, uh, he's great to talk to because uh, I've had a couple of opportunities to, to work with uh, Dr. Karatkov and a uh, uh, brilliant, brilliant man and uh, being able to uh, – in fact, he gave me uh, one of his books uh, to read because I kept asking him a lot of questions about, you know, how does this and what do you convert that to and blah, 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 you know, scientific right. stuff. And he finally said, you know, enough of this. Here, here's a book. <laughs> go go <laughs> yeah. find it. I, I think a lot of people um, maybe are familiar with Krillian um, and auras and things like that, that that camera does. And, and GDV is uh, considerably different. Can you 
explain the difference for us? Well, I, th- I think I can. Um, the, the idea is that this is a digital Curlian camera, right? So it really is taking a Curlian photograph, but it's been digitalized. And Dr. Krakow is, is the man who literally moved that technology into the digital, the digital world. And so to give a little background on Curlian photography, basically that was sort of discovered in the 1880s. And there's some conflicting views. Um, I've read several different things on it. One, one says that there's a whole group of people in Russia and they lived in a town and they are called Curlians, the Curlians and the Curlians got together and created this photography. And then other records say that there's one fellow named Curlian (laughs) and he did it. So I'm not sure back in the 1880s what the, bottom line is on that, but they were able to um, figure out how to take images, and they started with plants and, um, you know, biological matter, and they put an electric impulse underneath a photographic plate, and they were able to capture some sort of corona around these images, uh, around these items. And so that was... um, really used and worked with for many, many years. Peter Mendel um, is a f- very uh, famous color puncture uh, person in Germany who really used Curlian photography to um, understand the human energy system. And Dr. Krakow took Peter Mendel's work and digitalized the camera and came up with a, a software program, uh, a whole suite of software programs that really use the energy systems in the body, the the um, traditional Chinese meridians to show exactly what's going on with our body in any given moment and over quite a bit of time. So when, when did you first really know that you wanted to pursue working with GDV equipment? Well, I really, as soon as I'd gotten my fingers read by Dr. Krakow at that event uh, in February of 2013, I said, I really, I want to have a camera. I, I just think this would be so much fun. And I didn't know what was involved. I didn't know the cost. I didn't know the education. I just w- had interest and some passion around it. And um, through a few really interesting sort of spiritual things that occurred. I was having a meditation, actually. During a meditation, I saw uh, two friends of mine. They were doing energy work on someone, and I was doing the GDV. And after that meditation, I, you know, sort of like when you have a dream about somebody, you share it with them. I went to them, and I was like, this was so cool. You, you showed up in my meditation today. And they were very, they were very, very uh, quick and enthusiastic and really supportive and said, let's do it. Let's Let's get a Let's get a GDV camera. And so within, you know, so this initial, my meeting of Dr. Krakow was in February. And by the end of September of that same year, I had a GDV camera at my disposal. And so I began really studying and learning and seeing what I could do and started, you know, reading all my family members and (laughs) anybody... (laughs) Yeah, how does it get any better than that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it it was really quite the uh, juicy toy, and and over time it's really become a, you know, I've I've learned so much now. I, now I've I've gotten certified in the last bit. So yeah, I guess I'm kind of like you that uh, one, once I uh, the first time I worked worked with uh, Dr. Krakow at these events and uh, 
had the opportunity to, you know, spend quite a bit of time with him and pick his brain and, you know, scientist to scientist kind of thing uh, was really, you know, very thrilling uh, for me. And I, I kind of got hooked by that whole idea of being able to take and measure something. Of course, that's, that's what we do a lot is uh, the brain mapping and measuring and and, and now we have gotten into uh, actually using GDV equipment in some of our research, as you know, that, uh, working with us in some of that research. And uh, uh, I find it just truly amazing that we live in a time and an age where uh, this kind of technology exists and that people uh, have spent you know, a lifetime, you know, uh, Dr. Karatkov didn't just think this up overnight. It took uh, quite a long time for it to come into fruition. Um, I know that there, you said something earlier that that uh, kind of uh, stuck with me here when you were doing psychotherapy work and uh, that, that oftentimes people don't try to have or aren't even aware of having a more spiritual focus. And I'm wondering a little bit about that. You know, why do you think it is that people don't have a spiritual focus or what what converts them to the point where, okay, now they're going to have a spiritual focus? And I'm assuming that has really nothing to do with religion and there's a big difference between religion and spirituality. Can you speak well, to that? Yeah, I think I can. Um, th- I I agree with you. There is a huge difference between religion and spirituality because a person, I, for me, religiosity is around um, ritual and uh, organization, um, any given organization. And spirituality is really around something maybe a little more personal, uh, not necessarily organized in any particular way, but just a connection. I think that people often who are big hikers. I live in the Northeast and there's tremendous amounts of hikers in this area. And they feel so close to the earth and they feel so connected and they feel so uplifted by being outdoors. That's their their spirituality. That's their connection. And so um, very different than going to church, say, and having a set of rules uh, to follow. Um, and that can be very much in service of a person, you know, I'm not meaning to speak against that, well, against religiosity. Would would you say that um, the spirituality is more that intuitive sense and guidance that we have with our own higher self? That works for me. I mean, I don't know that I don't know that everyone who is spiritual is in is really aware that of their own higher self, or I'm not sure that they're aware of their own connection. But they're they are connected to something greater than themselves and they're wanting that connection with something greater than themselves they're looking for that connection so it's more than just that uh, ego drive that we have i am what i do i am what i have i am what other people think of me but also that connection of i am part of this energy field and i am connected to everyone correct that's certainly my view and i think that the people that come uh, to talk to me that don't really have a, a spirituality, it's due to really being kind of indoctrinated into our very scientific 
culture where we're looking for proof, we're looking for evidence, and spirituality can sometimes be brushed off as something kind of hooey or a little too woo-woo and there's no real science behind it. And that's really where my love comes. That's where I get excited because I see the GDV camera and, you know, what you do with neuroscience as the bridge to that where we can say, oh, look, you know, uh, this is this there is actual evidence that what you're doing has an impact and here's how you know here's here's what's going on yeah we're so. ac- actually starting to make that that uh, connection that link uh with the neuroscience and i know that there's been a number of papers that have been written about um things that happen in the brain as a result of you know we we could get into things like the uh uh, the microtubules and uh, mm-hmm. the mitochondria, the, the cells, and that sort of thing. But uh, that's another story for another time, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. more importantly, the science is ha- coming to understand that there is this relationship between what goes on in the brain and the energy that is in our bodies. So, um, do you think that it is important that the we understand a little bit about the energy centers of the body. Some people might call that the chakras or energy centers. How, how important is that in terms of understanding uh, the energy that is in all parts of our cells and how GDV equipment measures that? Well, I think, I think first I'd, the idea that we have these meridians running through our body and that there are these – nerve bundles that actually correlate with the chakras. You know, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Candace Pert. Uh, she was a fantastic, um, she was a pharmacologist and a, um, she was many, many kinds of a scientist. But she, she literally was able to um, overlay the nerve bundles that go on in, in the, the physical body with a chart that was, you know, made up, of just where the chakras and what organs correlate to those chakras and they matched up perfectly. Um, and she was one of the first people that I know of anyway, that really did a lot of, um, research and found concrete correlation with the human body and what goes on in the human body versus, you know, what we've heard about as these chakras that exist that, you know, from ancient Chinese medicine. So, you know, that groundwork being laid, like, okay, that's, now I'm, I'm on board with, okay, that's real, a chakra is an actual thing in the human body. Um, then, you know, these meridians that run through our bodies, they've also been, um, they've been able to be uh, diagrammed and really researched and, and proven to, be, to exist. Um, and between the two, you know, that's a, an energetic system in our body that is actual. And it's just sort of miraculous to me that, you know, Dr. Krakow and Peter Mandel and the Karelians back in the 1880s were able to come up with science and, uh, you know, an actual piece of technology that, that can show us exactly what's going on with those systems. So I think they're very valuable. I think they're as valuable as, as, you know, seeing our liver, having an MRI of a liver or a CAT scan and being able to say, okay, here's what's going on with your liver. Well, you know, this technology that we're talking about, we can, we can say, oh, here, here's what's going on with 
the energy systems in your body here, and the chakras are one of those energy systems. Yeah, and um, the way that we understand how the body works in this day and age, it seems to be moving with greater enlightenment here in uh, Western society about understanding these uh, energy centers of the chakras in the body, which have been around for thousands of years, and people uh, learning how to manage the energy. And uh, I think that's one of the key concepts that people need to um, really get a handle on is how do you recognize and how do you manage that energy and I know in some of the meditation work that uh, that you're doing and that I'm doing uh, in uh, with Dr. Dispenza, that we understand the power of that energy and moving through the energy centers. And yet now we have this technology to actually measure that with a great deal of accuracy. And, and I think that brings along uh, a lot of awareness that people – uh, and maybe you've talked to a lot of people as you've measured them, and they're quite astonished to see what it is that can be measured and begin to understand that. Uh, any examples come to mind of people that you've measured there? Well, I'm I'm thinking of a couple people, actually. It, it's always amazing. People are always astonished when they see a before image of, you know, whether it's their entire energy system or just their chakras, they're astonished to see that after a few days of meditation, they're improved, they're greatly improved. Um, and what I mean by improved is that their chakras um, come into balance, meaning that they are aligned in the center of what is a, it's a computer program that shows a printout of the, sh- of the chakras, but the priority is balanced between the internal world and the external or the societal world. And then the the computer program also shows the amount of energy each chakra has. So it can show whether a chakra is depleted in energy. It shows that by the size of the spheres. Um, And so, you know, it's very, it's a concrete image that says, oh, here I was with these tiny little spheres and they are kind of, you know, jiggity-jagged all over the page. And now, wow, they're all lined up and they're much larger. It, it gives a person a real sense of accomplishment, a real like, oh, this is the proof that what I just did really had an effect on me. Um, I think it's one of the things I love the, the most. Um, so specific examples, um, I think this is on topic. The one person I gave a reading to, um, I did both physical and an emotional reading. And one of the things that came up on both of those levels was that there was some issue with the jaw on the left side of their body. And they were like, I don't, I don't have anything going on. And I, and I said, well, you know, I, I'm not meaning to really predict the future, but sometimes this camera can, um, can really show things that are cooking, that are in process. And she did call me about two months later and said, I just had a root canal on the left side of my jaw and we both laughed and I was sort of blown away. I, you know, like, wow, it's really true what they have told me about this camera. (laughs) Uh, That's amazing. And I want to talk more about those things when uh, we come back from break here. You're listening to Help. My thoughts are holding me hostage on Voice America Empowerment Channel.
Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Do you find that some of your hopes and dreams aren't happening the way you thought they would? Maybe your power of intention needs fine-tuning. The latest scientific research indicates that the problem is related to your subconscious belief patterns. They determine your behavior, as well as create the message that is being broadcast into the field. Only 5% of what we think about comes through the conscious thinking part of our brain, and the rest is processed through the subconscious part of our brain. You need the Thought Genius Kit. The Thought Genius Kit is an amazing combination of tools and technology that is not sold in stores anywhere. But you can get it from ThoughtGenius.com. If you want to know what your subconscious thinks and feels about something, all you have to do is think about it and watch the indicators on the screen. The Thought Genius Kit also comes with a lifetime subscription for creating your own mind movies. Get more information and read scientific research before you order the Thought Genius Kit at ThoughtGenius.com. That's ThoughtGenius.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. To reach Dr. Jeffrey L. Fannin or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radioshow at thoughtgenius.com. Now, back to this week's program. We're back with my guest, uh, Melissa Waterman. We've been discussing the function of uh, GDV, gas discharge visualization, and uh, how those things uh, are measured and and utilized in in the world. So, um, Melissa, uh, we were talking about how poignant uh, you had done a measure with somebody, and they had a root canal, and uh, uh, and you it had shown some things. What are some of the uh, indicators that GDV um, is bringing out that people can understand about how energy and their health uh, come together? That's a great question. I think the the biggest thing that I end up talking to people about on a regular basis is. W- when I'm looking at, it's too bad we don't have a slideshow to go with our with our talk. Um, when we're looking at certain images that the that the uh, these this very sophisticated software program provides, we can literally see um, where the emotional energy is in the body versus where the physical energy is in the body. And so I can literally look at the comparison between the emotional and physical. And so I can see trends. I can see where a person is in, where their health is just optimal and where their emotions and their physical are, you know, they're working together to really create balance in the human body. And I can see when there's a depletion in the energy. Like um, one of the examples I give is if a person, you know, we all know somebody when they get stressed out, they get bronchitis. Another person gets stressed out, they put their back out. Like we, we all handle stress in a little different way and what the GDV camera provides is on an emotional level I can show someone exactly which of their organs or body parts, um, which systems in their body are being affected by their stress level and that's not to say they're not handling it well. It might be that they're handling it very well but I can still 
give them an indication. And so one of the things I see all the time is the spleen. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't know much about my spleen. I know that it has to do with blood and it has to do with, you know, keeping us healthy, but it's one of the less spoken about of all of our organs, I think. And so what I know about from Chinese medicine is that the spleen is about self-compassion. And so on an emotional level, almost everyone that I do a reading for, you know, take which a reading means that I've captured their, I've taken pictures of their fingers. I've taken pictures of the gas um, emission from each of their fingers. If their spleen is depleted emotionally, I know that they're hard on themselves. I know that they're that they have a what we would call a, um, a big inner critic, or that they're that they give themselves a hard time about small mistakes, and so that stress of their inner talk always being, "I'm not doing it right. I'm not good enough. I'm not. Oh, I should be trying harder." Being dissatisfied with themselves rather than compassionate, it has an actual effect on their spleen so eventually you, their so, spleen ends up hurt <laughs> so you might uh, say that uh, their thoughts are holding them hostage uh, absolutely <laughs> Abs- absolutely yeah. yeah so what we think about is actually occurring and uh, able to measure that uh, to a very scientific degree of how that's affecting different organs in the body um, I, I know that that's being used a great deal all over Europe and in hospitals and clinics and so forth, even to measure whether people are strong enough to survive surgery or not. Um, that's right. Why, why do you suppose it's so popular there and not so much here? Oh, boy, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I, I have my own theory. I really don't know whether this theory is correct or not, but my theory is, is that here in the West we have really – we have really disassociated ourselves from energetics, from spiritual things when it comes to health, when it comes to medicine. We, we keep the energetics of medicine out. Um, yeah. And so I think that that, as a cultural norm, has, has, has just left a whole huge body of information out of our out of our grasp. Whereas in Europe, you know, I was recently in Australia and I learned that uh, I think it's very common that they teach um, kinesiology in school. Like everyone is learn is taught about their energetic system and how they can use muscle testing to find out whether, you know, the answer to a question, whether it's good to go to the movies or not. Um, and so we wouldn't, we, nobody even knows about kinesiology for the most part here in, in America, which I find puzzling. But um, I think it's a, a different, we've, it, it might even be possibly due to the association with Christianity or religion in general. Um, religion and spirituality and energy are one thing and medicine is another. Where It's not that way in Europe. Yeah, it's all, all tied together. I, I know that... Um when you take a finger capture and uh, see if we can kind of describe this for the listeners, that you mm-hmm. put your finger on the camera and it takes a capture that there is a, um, a small energy burst, I think uh, 10 millivolts or something like that, yes. that, that uh, uh, comes up from the camera and when it meets the finger, then it causes the gas discharge and then that information can be then um, – 
digitized and, and put into these report forms. Mm-hmm. And so the fingers are uh, vectored off in sections. Um, can, can you explain a little bit for uh, the listening audience why why did the finger captures get uh, vectored off having to do with different uh, uh, organs in the body? Well, the, the, I want to be really clear about what that all means. I think when you put your finger on the glass inside the camera, um, you're getting this electrical impulse is, is meeting the underside of the plate of glass your finger's on. You don't feel it in any way. It's not shocking. It never, you don't, it's completely uh, non-intrusive and painless, just to clarify. Um, you know, we don't want anyone thinking we're electrocuting anybody. Um, and, and so... So yes, this image is taken of the photon of this little gas cloud that that is created from that impulse. And then the sectors, um, there are many ways of looking at the energy that comes off the fingers. And the meridian system is is Dr. Karakov and Peter Mandel's um, work. They, They... I'm not sure if they work together or if they just utilized each other's work, but they've figured out through many, 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 many years of work and many captures uh, exactly which section of the finger correlates to the the body part. And so, like, if we take uh, the ring finger, for example, that's the endocrine finger on both hands, and um, all of the endocrine system is is sectioned off um, in all the different little parts. And, and just for the listener, it might look like a pie, right? If you look at the tip of your finger and imagined um, a template of a pie of all the eight sections, and they're not always eight, sometimes they're six, but each of those little um, pie shapes is going, is correlating to a different body part. And with, I think there are 55 with all 10 fingers, there are 55 different sectors um, that are represented. Like the bottom of your thumb is your throat area. If that gives you does yeah. that help? Oh, the, I, I think that's just astonishing. Uh, how, how does one go about figuring out that uh, these different uh, vectors coming off of your fingers are, are attached to different body parts? I, I think that's astonishing science. There, I agree. That, that they were able to figure that out and uh, not just use it as a theory, but uh, able to utilize that in a very practical application. And so time has proven out, you know, since they uh, developed some of this stuff uh, over uh, many decades of the accuracy uh, of that those findings. So I find that uh, really fascinating. I, I know that um, – some of the measures and stories that I've heard about uh, utilizing the GDV in terms of sports and mm-hmm. utilizing it in sports, that there was, uh, uh, I, I think, one story that I had heard where uh, they were prognosticating after measuring a sports figure on the Russian Olympic team that they, they wouldn't do well. Uh, mm-hmm. do, do, you, do you know about that story? I do know that story. It was, just to be more clear, I believe it was the Olympic, it was the Special Olympics. Um, it wasn't the actual Olympic Olympic, but just as important. Um, and Dr. Krakow was um, helping to find and choose exactly who would be on the Special Olympic team. 
and he used the GDV camera to take images of all of them. And then he used one of the software programs called the Sport Program. And my understanding, although I, I don't work with that program very often, that program has a capability to, um, you can load many, many people. So you can compare people against each other, um, the, the photo images. Um, and then it, it literally, I mean, who wrote this? I, I believe Dr. Krakow and um, a few other people created this software. This blows my mind. They can tell things like uh, some of the parameters that they measure each person against each other with are purposefulness, self-reliance, uh, stress resistance. And so if a person has a, a high score across, you know, some of these um, some of these parameters, they would be a better candidate than someone who would say might be prone to depression or might have um, might have uh, some energy deficiencies in in an area that is important when you're looking at a team. Yeah, it kind of suggests that that uh, those energy signatures, if we could call it that, mm-hmm. the energy signature has a lot to do with our overall performance, not just in the performance of our organs, but uh, in communicating that energy throughout the body. Is that kind of a true statement? Well, I think that's a very true statement. And if you think about how our emotions really do impact our life, right? If if you have one person who, um, you know, if they have an emotional upset, if someone gives them bad news, one person might handle that bad news very well and the next person might fall completely apart, right? That That's sort of what the emotional aspects of a human are being measured and it's not to say one way is better than another. I mean, people are people, and we're going to have many different ways of expressing ourselves. But um, if you want someone on a team, on a high-performance team, you, you might not choose the person who falls apart when they get bad news. And so this computer program is able to tell sort of about that. So one, one of the measures, as I understand it, is called an activation coefficient. helps yeah. us understand... Uh, how we're handling stress, and I think there's a couple of other components that go with that, the entropy and, and so forth. Could you explain that briefly? Well, it's one of the more complicated, in my humble opinion, um, it's one of the more complicated elements of the GDV, but the activation coefficient is actually measuring the stress that's happening in the given moment, in in the given, the moment when we're taking the image. Um and the entropy is actually sort of able to tell us if we compare it with uh, the activation coefficient, we can see whether a person is mounting a defense or whether they're defenseless, whether they're handling their emotion or they're not. Um, so there's there's many, many ways of reading. These are little bar charts. Um, uh, it's one of the programs, and it it gives us a it gives us a numerical. Um, explanation, so to speak, of of what's going on for a person. And really, with a little bit of education, you can really tell whether a person is, um, if they're mounting a defense, if they've had like a, let's say someone learned that someone they cared about just passed, they might, they if it's two weeks in, they might be very depleted and exhausted from everything that goes on after someone passes. But they're, if their um, entropy is good, then they're handling it, right? Even though they're exhausted, and we could see that, that exhaustion is a very low number of the activation coefficient. 
if they're not handling it well, we might see uh, their entropy very low as well or very, very high. And, and it would just give us a different bit of information about how to proceed, what to, what to maybe recommend for them. Um, yeah, that's um, uh, really amazing stuff. I think we're going to take a short break right now, and uh, you're listening to Help, My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage with my guest, uh, Melissa Waterman, on Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Do you find that some of your hopes and dreams aren't happening the way you thought they would? Maybe your power of intention needs fine-tuning. The latest scientific research indicates that the problem is related to your subconscious belief patterns. They determine your behavior, as well as create the message that is being broadcast into the field. Only 5% of what we think about comes through the conscious thinking part of our brain, and the rest is processed through the subconscious part of our brain. You need the Thought Genius Kit. The Thought Genius Kit is an amazing combination of tools and technology that is not sold in stores anywhere. But you can get it from ThoughtGenius.com. If you want to know what your subconscious thinks and feels about something, all you have to do is think about it and watch the indicators on the screen. The Thought Genius Kit also comes with a lifetime subscription for creating your own mind movies. Get more information and read scientific research before you order the Thought Genius Kit at ThoughtGenius.com. That's ThoughtGenius.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. To reach Dr. Jeffrey L. Fannin or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radioshow at thoughtgenius.com. Now, back to this week's program. We're back with my guest, uh, Melissa Waterman. And we've been discussing uh, aspects of uh, gas discharge visualization and uh, health in the body and energy systems and uh, find all of that very, very, very fascinating. And when we start thinking and talking about energy in the body, I know in uh, Dr. Karatkoff's book, uh, Aura and the Consciousness, uh, he offers an understanding that uh, – that I think the writings of Galileo influenced him. And he says, you know, I take consciousness to be the sum of all immediate experience from simple sensations and emotions to the most exalted spiritual experiences. Contrary to what Galileo had supposed, experience is the primary reality and all concepts and interpretations, whether they're expressed in verbal or mathematical language, are secondary and uh, represent the intellectual meaning that we have added to the primary experience. Um, that's pretty deep stuff. And, sure is. <laughs> you know, so, so it spans you know, several hundred years of understanding and uh, intellectual uh, interpretation of those things. But I think we're coming 
because we live in this quantum field, we are part of this quantum field, and the energy that we have been talking about and exploring uh, ways of measuring that has something to do with consciousness. And, and so as I have read Dr. Karakoff's book and begin to understand, you know, that level of consciousness that this energy that's in the body, however it gets there, uh, that's a, a, a another conversation for later. But how that energy gets there has to have some element of consciousness to it and that the resistance or the way that we are managing stress or dealing with uh, uh, bringing energy up into the body, whether that's through meditation or some other process, that it's going to affect that level of consciousness that um, – where we're not using the energy efficiently, I would suggest that we end up staying in a lower level of consciousness or maybe an ego state. Um, but when we learn to manage that energy and measure it, understand, and learn to work with it, would would you believe that our consciousness, our, our ability to have a higher consciousness would come about just – because we are managing that energy better? Um, the simple answer is yes. Um, I, I absolutely agree with that, that sentence. Um, I think that one of the ways I like to talk about it is, is about that we're vibrational beings, right? That we, we are a particular frequency at any given moment. And what we're seeing on the GDV camera is really, it's a, it's a, a two-dimensional representation of that of that frequency and if we can see where we're at if we can see that our spleen is depleted due to the just the way we happen to um, talk to ourselves in our own mind or the way we handle stress then that knowledge has we have we have you know, we, we have some, we have a new experience, just as Dr. Krakow said, and that new experience could absolutely inform us to make different choices and to uh, just, just by the knowing of it, raise our, our frequency in a way that we are more in alignment um, with um, an improved experience. Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people really realize that they are changing that vibrational frequency um, as they go throughout their day. For example, you get up and you do the same things. You you get dressed in the same way and you take the same route to work and you know drink out of the same coffee cup and, and <clears throat> have these habits. And, and we create this vibrational aspect of ourselves by the things that we do, <clears throat> yet we we don't adjust that frequency all that often. I, I know in some of the work that I have read and studied and so forth, I have kind of a little chart of uh, energy and consciousness a, as they relate to one another. And uh, it, it has been suggested by many scientists that when you have this numbering scale of where your consciousness is or where your energy is, that most people do not wander more than 
five segments away from what we would call their set point. A set point would be when people have the same thoughts and do the same things over and over again. You know, we all know somebody who is a worrier and that they just worry all the time. So their set point is at that worry level because that's how they've trained their brain and their body to do those things. And so lower, denser frequencies are around uh, depression, despair, overwhelm, anger, frustration, <clears throat> all of those things. And then in the, the middle scale is probably where a lot of people um, out there live their lives on a daily basis. And once in a while, they can get up to the higher frequencies of contentment and joy and love. And then there are those people who are able to move that frequency because they they create their set point by how they think about things. So they they try and find the good in all circumstances and that there that everything happens for a reason and they look at life as the glass is half full rather than half empty. And um <clears throat> I I suppose that the GDV equipment and understanding the energy will help a person understand where they fall on that spectrum in order to develop better habits to increase their vibration and thereby increase their level of consciousness. Do you, do you see that at all with the people that you measure? I do. I, I think um, that's exactly the point of doing measurements more than once. Right, so that you can see. Um, often, I recommend to someone if they're about to start doing um, acupuncture for you know a bad knee or a shoulder issue or something, that they come and then they come again in six weeks or eight weeks, and they can see their progress. And I think that you know the idea of knowing what's happening with our energy body is very very powerful. It's um, it's the kind of knowledge that then informs decision about how we're going to continue to think. Um, I had an opportunity to work with someone the other day whose energy was quite depleted and he could see it in three in two dimensions rather on a piece of paper and was able to take that piece of paper with him to remind himself that he was valuable and that he did not mean to consciously choose to deplete himself to this, to this level and so this image was his new goal to to keep remembering, right? Because we get, we do this thing. We have this set point. We just keep keep going in our drony kind of way. Um, and we need little little wake up calls. And so I'm thrilled that the GDV camera can provide that and can and can get us to change our set point. Because most most people I know, including myself, my set point's a little on the low side. I'd like it to be much more closer to bliss. Yeah, absolutely. I know that they have um, uh, done some measures with individuals to to see not only how they expend energy but how quickly they recover uh, from that. And, and the story that sticks in my mind the most is when they measured a symphony conductor and mm -hmm. they measured him before he conducted the symphony and you know then they measured him afterwards and what they found was the the uh, energy depletion particularly on the emotional side because they put so much emotion into directing the symphony was very depleted mm -hmm. and uh, it it was um you know very um well rounded before 
And then after the symphony was over, the energy was depleted on the emotional side. The physical side looked good, but the uh, emotional side uh, was very depleted. And yet uh, when they measured him again uh, a few hours later, uh, found that uh, he had recovered very quickly, it, it is, I, I would imagine that there is uh, – there are those people who who can – make that recovery quickly or those people who have a chronic condition that their energy is depleted, that we're talking about two different situations here. Would that be so? I agree. I I think that when a person's energy is depleted over the long haul, that then they have physical uh, manifestations, right? That that's that's really how it works. And if you are emotionally balanced and you are taking good care of yourself and and then you you overexert yourself emotionally for whatever reason, if you have a set point with an emotional, that your set point is really emotional balance, then you return to that with, with pretty good ease. Um, w- one of the things I found really interesting was that Dr. Krakow shared was that when, if someone's going for an elective surgery and they are um, depleted and they're, you know, they, they're like, well, I don't think you should do this shit. We need to get your energy levels up on an emotional level as well as physical, but mostly emotional, they send them out into nature. They say, go camping for two weeks, go camping for a week. And just being with trees and moving water um, increases the energy of the body in a way that then you could come back and have your elective surgery and have a much more successful recovery period. So these, you know, I think this is what we're talking about, that our, our emotions impact our physical body. They impact... Um, how we react to things and how we recover from things, and we need to really be taking taking into account how to how to really care for that system. You know, I, I know we have uh, just a couple of minutes left here. If somebody wanted to get a GDV report or a little more information about uh, these things, how how can they get in touch with you? Well, um, I have a website. It's www.livingwell. Being so that's L I V I N G W E L L B E I N G dot net livingwellbeing dot net and my phone number always I'm always available eight four five four six four eight nine one zero I'm in uh, I'm in New York in the Hudson Valley um, in Poughkeepsie and in New Paltz um, happy to travel so call me up we'll see what we can do. Yeah, could you give that phone number once more for us? Absolutely. It's area code 845-464-8910. Well, Melissa, it's been uh, wonderful having you on the show today and being able to talk about this amazing technology and how it's being used in the world and uh, uh, being able to – have better understanding of how we can utilize energy in our own well-being, being more proactive in uh, working towards that. So thank you very much for being on the show today and uh, appreciate your wisdom. Oh, it's been my pleasure. I really appreciate your offer, and I have just loved talking about this. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to uh, next week's episode uh, and when you join us on uh, Help My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. Until then. Thank you for tuning in to the show this week. 
Please join Dr. Jeffrey Fannin again for another edition of Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week possible. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.